to my podcast. Let's go. I'm all about doing what I want to do and living life to the fullest. Every day, me and my team, we're on a mission to help you achieve all of your dreams. Welcome to my first investment property podcast where we talk about our experience gained, wisdom learned, and the lessons learned throughout the process of real estate investment and development. I'm Edwin Carrion, the creator of my first investment property podcast. Stay on after the show, and I'll share how you can be the next guest on one of the fastest growing podcasts in our industry. With that being said, let's get started. Okay, so this is an episode of my first investment property. I'd like to welcome um, Lane and Marnie to my first investment property podcast today. So welcome to the show, you guys. Thank you for having us. Good to be here. Well, super excited. I haven't had a couple side by side on the show before. So that's a first. Um, but we're going to talk about something we talk about often. That's real estate. So do you want to share with our listeners kind of a little bit of your background of what your first investment property looked like? Yeah. Um, so we are... We're until very recently based in Los Angeles. And uh, Lane and I have been talking about investing in property for a very long time, actually, probably right around the time we met about a decade ago. Um, but a year and a half ago, we purchased a property um, in out near Joshua Tree National Park, uh, actually in Landers, California, which is kind of an emerging real estate market right now. And um, that was our first property is an 800 square foot um little cabin on uh, two and a half acres in the desert. Bunch wow. of Joshua trees on the property, very uh, remote, um, you know, lots of great stargazing. And um, yeah, that was our first foray into, into. Uh, what was your idea with that property then? Was it to buy and flip, fix it up? Was it a rental property? Was it for a vacation? Tell us a little bit about your thinking and what the property use was. Well, as a, you know, you said we're, we're a couple, we're, I mean, we're a real estate investing couple and we're a couple couple because we're married. And so we wanted to be these risk taker investor, real estate investors. Yeah. And at the same time, we had our reservations. And so what we decided to do was go in somewhere where we felt like it was going to win no matter, we were going to get all multiple wins, as we yeah. said. I'd always wanted a place in the desert. I always thought that was really neat. I had friends who bought a weekend place. So we decided to get a, a cabin out in Joshua Tree that we felt would do well as a short-term rental. Okay. It was a very popular destination. If that didn't, for some reason, if that wasn't the plan, then we felt, well, this will do well maybe as a long-term rental. If that wasn't the plan, we felt, well, this is somewhere we just enjoy going for the weekends. <laughs> and it was a very, uh, we felt a modest investment. In other words, it was not bet the farm investment. Sure. And so we felt no matter what happened with it, basically, this is a place that we could enjoy. We could enjoy it ourselves and take family there on the weekends. We can enjoy it if we if it started producing income for, for us, which it has. And so that, that was the best of all worlds. We, we were basically looking at a way, how can this not fail for us? How can, especially as newcomers to the investing yeah. world, how can we do this in a way- That feels comfortable. Yeah, that feels right? fun. And we're learning, we're sort of training ourselves to be more risk-taking to get into this investment world. And then of course it picked up because as we'll share, we did one uh, just over a year ago. And then within 12 months, 11 months later, we bought our second property wow. and we're hoping to now go to a third. So we're sort of, we've caught the bug, so to speak. Well, and like you said, you got your feet wet. So good for you. I mean, that's always important is, you know, how do you mitigate the risk? Like what are the risks? And and like you said, um, Lane, like what are the things we can do 
to minimize that. So that was your first property. Now, so why don't you share kind of where you're moving? So you've, you've now got three properties. You have two, three properties, two properties. In? Two properties. Okay. Look, looking for the, a third, uh, sure. hopefully soon. But yeah. So right now we, um, as Lane mentioned, we uh, about eleven months after we purchased our first property, we purchased a second one, and that's uh, also in a, a resort destination, a little bit outside of Los Angeles. It's in Lake Arrowhead, California. Um, and, and this one, we felt more comfortable taking a little bit more risk, right? We had done, um, our due diligence the first time around, had some learning experiences and felt more comfortable diving into bigger projects, diving into a bigger property. Uh, so yeah, this is really exciting to, to, to bite off a little bit more with this house. So what were the lessons that you learned from the first property that you took to the second property? So a lot of it is moving a little bit faster. You know, the first one it needed some paint, but otherwise it was a really good property. It just needed, it, it really needed some styling. Just and some cosmetic, dress it up so it looks good. Right. That's that's right. And while actually Marnie was doing was doing some electrical wiring and some really impressive stuff. Oh, for good for you. Part, for the most part, as I said, it, pretty much it needed paint and styling and better furniture and replacing all the doorknobs and- and yeah, Some better fixtures, that kind of thing. And, and that really, you know, it's amazing how that can make a difference. And this again goes to risk. So the second time we were ready to take on a little more risk. This property that we're in now, this one in Lake Arrowhead, it's close. It's close to the lake. It's it's a great lake house. And this one needed some more work. You know, needed kitchens and bathrooms renovated. And we felt ready for that because going through it the first time, we had sort of priced things out and, and learned that. Well, you didn't make Marnie do the kitchen renos and stuff, uh, did you as well? Well, actually. <laughs> The electrical, and then I got her to do the kitchen, and then she yeah, did the bathroom. Yeah. yeah, I just brought in some new countertops. Yeah, and, yeah. no but problem. Some, <laughs> some people have talent, I've realized, and you Everybody joke. Everybody has talent; it's just in different areas. Yeah, yes. you, you joke, but actually, Marnie did refinish all the kitchen cabinets, um, and that's another big learning: is sort of what can work, what you need to replace, yep. what just what just needs a refresher. And part of what we did here was refinishing, repainting. Um, the kitchen cabinets with which added tremendous value and really made a difference didn't need to get bashed down and demoed and brought in new it just needed to be updated yeah no i hear you my wife and i are uh, are, are before bed uh you know show every night is one of the vacation home um homes in mexico homes in the caribbean homes wherever honduras and you're watching me oh i hate that i gotta rip out the cabinet it's like no you can paint to your point you can put on new hardware yeah. So minimize your risk. Don't get a big hammer and beat the heck out of everything. Um, if it's solid structured, if you got somebody with Marnie's eye, they can go, Oh, <laughs> this is the color it should be. Um, yeah. yeah. It makes a big yeah. difference. Yeah. You know, it's, um, it's really interesting to be able to learn like to, to Lane's point, you know, what needs to be changed and what can be sort of leveled up with a small change. And I think that right. that definitely was part of our learning the first time around. Um, and I, and I think I'll also add, you know, a lot of the, the actual, um, experience in, in purchasing and, and kind of the negotiation and being more comfortable with that and, um, and being willing to take chances in that and, and, and just sort of knowing how that process works a little more smoothly the second time around. Part of it is that we both really love negotiating. And so we, I love going in for a car lease, you know, very low risk and fun. And so what we found was that doing these two deals in the last, you know, now we've done bought two houses in the last 15 months. Well, a lot of people go 30 years between buying a house. Yep. And 
the learning curve was just so steep. You learn so much going through it. And we got so much smarter. We also had a really great real estate broker who's also an investor and he's become a mentor to us. And we talked to him, right? We talked to him this morning. We just call him up and sort of ask him, what do you think about doing this? What do you think about this idea? And what I love with with our broker is that he doesn't um, give answers. What he does is give us sort of a roadmap. This is how you want to think through a problem. And I always love Yeah, that's great. Well, I was going to ask you, who do you need to be key on your team? And I, I normally think of accountant, lawyer, and broker. <laughs> and and obviously a designer. So you guys have got two of those covered. Um, so with a good broker, so how did you guys go about finding uh, a good broker that was both an investor and a broker? So I actually am in a networking group with our broker and that's how I came to know him and came to establish a relationship with him and really learn who he was and kind of his expertise. Um, and I think working with him has been invaluable and it's not only for the for the sort of advice and storytelling and way that he's able to um you know help guide us but he's the way that he does us has helped Lane and I think very differently about real estate um his perspective is very very different from ours uh from what we've grown up around and just sort of the way that, that we came into the real estate market thinking thinking about things and it's really eye opening to have somebody with this experience and who thinks in a very different way than you to share that experience with you. And all of a sudden you just start looking at problems very differently or opportunities very differently. You know, going through as a lawyer and also interacting with people in real estate investing world, there are people who just sort of grew up with this. Some people I think just have a hunger or maybe they grew up with it and they just have this, um, this sort of this attitude that just know what they're doing. And Marnie and I have really had, I think like a learning orientation you know, I think we grew up more with you, you have your mortgage, you pay it every month, you're very safe, you don't take risks. And so we looked at each other and we said, sort of how we started this, we want to become a little more, uh, take on a little more risk. We want to do some investing. So how can we sort of train ourselves sure. to do this without learning? <laughs> now, you're not going to jump straight into the deep end. You have to sort of train yourself to start, you know, like any sport, like any activity, to yep, start yep. thinking in Only this different sense. way. So that's, that's what's been really interesting is like, how can we level up ourselves? How can we sort of take ourselves from who we are? Which, okay, fine, we like playing it safe. That's Some people do. And how can we sort of transform ourselves and start taking, some, become a real estate investor, which is a different type of, a whole different type of person, a different beast. But you guys have also, you know, you've picked a niche that you, that you like. And, you know, not everybody needs to be a wild speculative investor go buy a big track of land in Reno and start, you know, plowing in roads and building subdivisions. So, I mean, good for you. You figured out what you like, where you are. And I agree with you. You need to get started. We can read books and take courses and have mentors all day long. And none of it means anything until you do your first transaction. I think that's really key, Doug. And to, to that point, you know, we were, we were based in LA. You look around LA, houses are million, $2 million, $3 million. It's yeah. hard to get started in that yeah, market, yeah. right? Yeah. And so for us, it was... It was starting where where it made sense to start. And so for us, it was looking at those sort of emerging vacation markets that were, you know, two hours, three hours outside of LA, places where there was opportunity, but also that made sense for us. Um, and, and it's been an invaluable experience, you know, and I think so often people, it's like, well, I got to buy a house in LA or bust, you know, and so you could be waiting your whole life to... <laughs> to work up the funds to be able to do that. Um, we were just talking with someone the other day, and that's part of the great thing about real estate investing. You know, you meet you meet other lawyers. Lawyers can be plenty, plenty friendly, 
But um, there's something about real estate investors. They love sharing stories. Again, it's the learning curve. It's a great community. Yep, Talking yep. to someone the other day who got started in his 20s, so a young person from LA, and, and you know was not at 23 years old going to be flipping million dollar houses in LA. And so his story was that he was investing and, and bought some places in Ohio for forty thousand dollars, just in the last few years, not not 30 years yep, ago. Yep. And I just thought that was so, here's someone who's starting where they are. You know, he couldn't invest in a million dollar home, but he was able to train himself, and I think flipped a number of properties. So again, it just goes to what Marnie was saying. That allowed him to get into it. And now this person I was talking to, his story, now he's flipping, he is flipping multi-unit in LA, big properties, big dollar amounts, because he learned on his first few deals that were $40,000 in value, how to do it. So we tried to do, I happened to talk to him just a couple of days ago, but it was sort of our story too. Let's get into this and let's um, try it. And I don't want to say make mistakes, but of course you do make mistakes. and, and, and Yep. And you learn. And, and you know, grow. I think one thing that's been consistent with all the guests I've interviewed is pretty much everyone has said the West Coast is a no-go for investment real estate to buy to buy hold or buy and rent. I mean, the new trend that I'm seeing now, COVID uh seniors aging, is we've got a hot market for ranchers. Mm. So you get a senior that's living in the city that's in a three-bedroom or three-floor walk-up. They've been there for 50 years. They don't really want to go into an old age home. So they had a house that sold within a few days, um, a 25-year-old house that sold for $500,000 over asking. Wow. It was only a million dollar house, <laughs> right? We're it's seeing, crazy. we're really seeing the same things here, yeah. Yeah. certainly in LA and also here in yeah. these vacation markets that are just out, you know, an hour or two outside of LA in the desert, in the mountains. Yeah. Multiple offers going within a day or two. I think there are still there's still deals. We look every day. You know, we're, we're now really we're interested in this, and so <laughs> you're, we look hooked. you're hooked. You got yeah. the bug. Well, we're you know as I said, we did our first. Yeah. Um, and, and that sort of needed paint, and, and we arrived with our cooler and basically a mattress and sleeping bags. I mean, really, you know, we fixed it up and furnished it. This one had some bigger some bigger uh, renovations to do. Not huge. But some more work, and we've done it over the last several months during the pandemic. We moved out of town and telecommute, and we've been here and doing it. We're close to finishing this up, and so now we're starting to look at our next. I think we probably have another month or two to finish the renovations in this property, and then we'll, you know, as we're finishing and then get this rented out, we'll look for our next. Uh, well, I think what's encouraging for people listening to the podcast is that you know you guys have a totally different angle than anybody else I've interviewed. I can't really say that of all the people that I've interviewed, there's anybody that's doing exactly the same thing. Everybody's had a different strategy, a different entry point, different goal. I interviewed someone recently whose goal was just to build equity for his kids because his kids are, you know, preschool years. He goes, I don't need the money. I have a company that makes plenty of money. I have a construction company. I'm just building a portfolio. My goal is to build a hundred homes of rental income. So I know my family in the future will live on. It's like, Okay. That's cool. Not for everybody. That's his take. You guys are in the vacation market. Never heard of that. Had not considered that. So good for you for finding something that's fun. It sounds like you guys enjoy, you know, looking at the expressions of your face and listening that you enjoy what you're doing, working together and doing this. Yeah, we do. And, you know, for us, I think back to the point of multiple wins, you know, we, we hope obviously to gain equity, like the other uh, individual you were talking about, but also uh, we get to sort of put our, 
our um, personality, our storytelling spin on these houses as as they are vacation rentals. And I think with anything, whether you know you go to a hotel or, or you check into a different Airbnb, you're looking for something in that environment. You want to feel like a local in that space. Yep. You you want to be told a story, right? And so we have fun creating that atmosphere in in these um, in these properties. Well, that's neat. I mean, because there's a, that's a different kind of vacation, right? I mean, you can go to the Marriott and, and with 2,500 other people, <laughs> um, or you can go and and have the same room and the same experience. Or, like you said, you can get into something that's unique that you guys have crafted that's that's beautiful that gives you a little bit of isolation uh, or a little bit of quiet and have just a great experience that's different. That's right. So, where are you going from here? What do you think? Well, from here, you know, as I said, we have our eye on number three. We're trying to use our talents. You brought up a really good point earlier about what do you bring to the process, right? Some people are just really handy and they can hang drywall. Not my, not in my tool belt, but uh, Marnie's a photographer. She's got a design, you know, a designer's eye. And so we're really looking for a property. And I think the best thing is now we, we sort of start with the end goal in mind. You know, so we see something and Marnie always says this. We don't mind ugly pictures. In fact, I love properties with ugly, ugly pictures um, because that means there's some, it hasn't captured quite the beauty. And I would, I think that's great. If 99 other people look at that one on, you know, on the app and they scroll right past it because they think that's ugly, but uh, we see something in the corner that looks like the reflection of the really nice fireplace that the, that the agent who came through and just clicked some quick pictures because they wanted to get there and get out. Yep. You know, wasn't really highlighting, then we'll see that. And we want to, we want to put a spin on that and really highlight that. So we're looking for that next property. That's still a good value um, where we don't, we're, we're not really interested in getting into a huge bidding war. I mean, I guess maybe for the right plat for the right place, but we haven't done that. Um, so we bring that, you know, Marnie's design. I I'll, as a lawyer, I'll pour over the contracts probably for much more time than I need to. I don't know if it makes a difference, but I will. Yeah. And that's what we bring. Again, I think if you're a person who can hang drywall, then you bring that, obviously, because you're going to be yep. able to save and do that yourself. We bring what we have. Although, again, we do try and do some very minor wiring. <laughs> <laughs> I have a bad story of wiring when I was wiring one of our houses with that. It was a two-way uh, switch or a three-way switch. So you have three switches that control one light set. Oh, yeah. In case you don't know, there's two hot, there's two hot pins on the on the switch. And so while I shut one breaker off and asked my wife to hold the flashlight and hold the light switch, um, I didn't realize there was a second hot pin. She remembered, she learned. Um, (laughs) So, Oh, good for you. So what advice would you give um, listeners that are exploring this and say, Hey, you know, I, and I want to get into this. I don't want to, I don't want to risk everything, but I, I want to get started. So how did you guys go from, you know, making that jump where you actually said, this is the property, we're going to sign them deed and we're going to get it done. I think, um, you know, one of the the pieces of advice we shared earlier is start where you can start, right? You don't need to go after that million dollar house. But even more than that, I think a, a large part of what has helped us along the way is not being emotional about the situation. You know, most people, they go and buy their, their house. They, they use a term, it makes me cringe a little bit, but they're forever home, right? <laughs> We're not looking for our forever home. And I think that's something that people, especially investors, need to remind themselves often, right? You're not 
looking for that house where you're going to raise your children and, you know, have holidays and meals with family necessarily. This is, you, you got to make sure that it has the things that you need to move forward to achieve your end goal, whatever that end goal is and, and make the numbers work for you. And I think the less emotional that you can be about it, which often detaching yourself in that regard can be difficult, but the less emotional that you can be about it, I think the more successful time you'll have at it. And funny enough, I'll just add, because we don't have that in mind, because it doesn't, we don't need to say, is this the perfect, is this the perfect house? We're actually having so much fun because every property is going to have its charm and it's going to have something really unusual, even something quirky or an odd space that we think, what are we going to do with that? How are we going to how are we going to make this work in both our 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 houses so yeah. far, those have been the best thing because once we figured out that that's a corner here, there's a corner where I think we're going to get a, like a Pac-Man machine and put it in because yep. the house is kind of from the seventies, early eighties. Yeah, so cool. going to be a game room. And I think what we'll do is put like a nine, circa 1980, uh, one of these Pac-Man machines in the funny corner. So it actually, it, it's going to express like the charm. So again, yeah. instead of looking for the perfect place, we've actually made both of these properties so much fun and, and they have a perfection because of that. When I like your approach, like you said, you're looking for stuff that people overlook. I've definitely seen properties like that where they've done a poor job in photography and you go look, you're thinking, man, somebody blew it. The realtor blew it because this is so undervalued because it looked horrible or they didn't have an eye. Like you said, what can we do with this? Instead of saying, you know, let's demo that. It's like, Hey, we can put a Pac-Man in the corner. It suits the air of the house, makes it kind of cool. Yeah. I think, you know, when you start sort of looking past those, those things, when the nuances can be accentuated and made part of the house, as opposed to trying to hide them, you know, you, you can yeah. find some gems. You know, the real estate investors who, who do bigger projects than us use the term value add, right? You know that one? And what sure, does that yeah. mean? An investor I was trying to recently, who does a lot of projects, big projects, and another mentor also said, real estate is great because you're looking at something where you see more value than everyone else does. Now for his deals, he was saying, it's somewhere, okay, I knocked down this house and put up a, you know, a multi, a, a duplex or triplex or quad, you know, tenancy yeah. and something interesting. And for us, you know, we're not quite there, but we're saying, okay, can this sort of house that maybe something that the person before us thought was very ugly, but actually it's a really charming, great property. It's going to be really special. I mean, you know, one of the funny stories for us is, is our first place that we bought we drove up actually lane dragged me to it kicking and screaming because it didn't have the silhouette i wanted it wasn't it looked like it it honestly looked like a house sort of built on blocks like it was a, a trailer um and i said absolutely not like over my dead body um but funny enough you know as you start to look past these things and envision what can be it didn't have the the right silhouette that i want but as soon as you sort of let go of those things and like i said become less emotional about it, you know, yep, yep. you can really create something wonderful. And, um, you know, people, people love the space that we've created and, and are sort of flocking to it. And one of the weird things, particularly in that house, um, as Lane mentioned, each, each of our houses have sort of this room. We were like, what do we do with this? Um, but it was like this room off the bathroom in between the bedrooms. And it was where the laundry machine could have maybe gone, but it was too really too small for that ultimately. Um, and we made it a yoga room and people consistently comment on how much they love the yoga room and doing yoga in this space and being in the desert and amidst all the silence and the calm. And it was a huge hit. And we took this room where we were like, 
what are we supposed to do with this? And made it actually like the big thing that people love in the house. I'm hoping the Pac-Man room will be the same here. And I'll just make one comment that the house, which didn't look like it had a good silhouette, the pictures were taken from the wrong side. And it turns out it has this wonderful 1950s mid-cent, this particular flat roof silhouette that people really like in the desert, this classic 1950s mid-century desert cabin. Yeah, this homesteader silhouette. cabin. Yeah. And, it, and it does have it the pictures were taken from a four angle. So what we thought it didn't have, it actually is the perfect, um, just a great example of a real classic homesteader cabin, as Marnie said. Well, that's really cool. And I loved hearing your story and the direction you guys are going and just seeing how excited you are to be going on this journey, this adventure together. And you know, then you gave some great advice. Start with start with what you can start with. Don't be emotional and start with the end goal in mind. So pretty basic, probably not that easy to swallow when you're trying to get started and, and your heart's pounding in your chest, but great, but great advice. The rules sound so good when you say them. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just parroting back what you guys said. I've, I've, I've taken a whole page of notes here. <laughs> so I always, I always learn. Um, I'm a learner, so I'm just taking notes. So how, how do you want people to connect uh, with you guys, learn more about you, maybe follow your story until you get your own TV network show? <laughs> yeah, yeah. They can um we can follow me on Instagram. Uh it's at Structure Studios and it's spelled a little funny. It's S-T-R-U-K-T-R Studios. Uh so you can find a lot about our renovations and the processes going on right now, uh, right over there on Instagram. Or you can uh also uh check out my website, which is structurestudios.com. Again, S-T-R-U-K-T-R studios.com. That's really the best place because then you're going to see all of Marnie's great photography of interiors, homes, also commercial spaces, you know, restaurants and hotels and uh, those stories, you know, the Instagram live, the stories, you're going to see a lot of bathrooms being taken apart, you know, all that that real time, the two bathrooms here and a kitchen. Going to see Mar, you know, us painting stairs and sand there with the power sander. Yep. Depending on what day you tune in, you're going to see, you know, you're going to see something interesting. Maybe some dust and dirt all over. You us. might get to help choose the the color of our kitchen cabinets, or uh, you know, or some other aspect of the house. What color uh, uh, fabric do we want to get the sofa in? You know, that we, kind of. We fun do stuff. put the polls up. I'm not sure if we always go with the audience choices. I think maybe we. <laughs> I don't want to say we flatter them, but maybe maybe sometimes we go our own way. Well, that's cool. I'm going to have to check out your Instagram account and follow you so I can check in your lives. I'm maybe not going to have great uh, decorating ideas, but it'll be. Oh, Doug, we trust you. We do. We do. We love to hear from everybody, Doug. We want to hear what you have to say. (laughs) Well, thanks for being so generous. Thanks for sharing with us today. Thank you. Thank you for having us. This was fun. So there you go, listeners, another episode. Um, hope you learned some uh, learned some good tips today. Um, I think this is really fun. It's interesting to see, doesn't matter how many podcasts we do an interview, there's lots of room in real estate for people to get started, started where, you're, where you are. Um, everybody's got a different take. And I, you know, I, I agree with both Lane and Marty in saying that the, the people in real estate are very generous in sharing their ideas. So you know, there's lots of people you can connect with to to look at for help uh, and mentoring. So thanks. Thanks for tuning in. And we look forward to serving you on our next episode. Doug, thanks. I'm all about doing what I want to do. 
And living life to the fullest Every day, me and my team We're on a mission to help you achieve all of your dreams Thank you for listening to my first investment property podcast If you're interested in sharing your story And you want to be a guest on my show Please visit my website edwincarrion.com forward slash podcast forward slash apply and if you like what you heard today please follow me on my social media channels instagram and facebook at edwincarrion78 or click on the link on my website also please subscribe to our show on apple google spotify and you'll find our podcast there whatever you listen to your podcast once again i'm edwin carrion thank you for listening to my first investment property podcast until next time mm-hmm.